The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He wakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as I learn. The Lord God has opened my ear and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. You're welcome this morning. Thanks, son. Thank you, guys. Amen. I believe in 2016, the Ark Fellowship will be singing all through the year the song of Moses and of the Lamb. The song of Moses and of the Lamb. I'm not sure a lot of people know that Moses had a song. And if you read in the scripture of Deuteronomy 31, the very end of it, Moses introduced his song. It's called the song of Moses. But today, because we are living under the new covenant, we have both the song of Moses and of the Lamb. And in that particular song, Moses said this of us, of the children of the living God. He said in Deuteronomy chapter 32, beginning from verse 13, he made him, that's Jacob. God said, Jacob is my portion. That means the church, that's you, your family, all of us, the Ark Fellowship, we are God's portion. That we are God's inheritance. God has those that he has chosen for himself. And he will protect his inheritance. You always remain his inheritance. And he says, he made his inheritance. Jo- Jacob, the one who is chosen, he says he made him to ride on the heights of the earth. He made him to ride on the heights of the earth earth. That's what the Bible refers to as the ancient heights. Ancient heights. He made us, and that's you and I, to ride on the heights of the earth that he might eat the produce of the fields into the garden of Eden realities. He wants you to ride up there so that you can eat and be satisfied Eat the produce of the fields. Not one field, the fields. He wants you to eat. He made him to draw honey from the rock. God wants that for the children of the living God. Honey from the rock. And all from the flinty rocks. Flinty rock. I didn't know the Bible has something to say about petroleum. (laughs) Yeah, all from rock. Black gold, amen. God knew about all of these things before, and He wants the children of God to enjoy that. Drew, you heard that? Yes, He wants you to enjoy that. <laughs> Amen. Amen. He wants them all from the flint rock. And He says, curds from the cattle. That's cheese, yogurt, whatever you want to have. Something good to eat, okay? <laughs> okay? And milk from the flock. With fat of the lambs. Please don't eat too much of that. (laughs) But you can eat the lamb, okay? (laughs) But he wants you to eat. Amen. And rams of the breed of Bershon. That's the best of them. He wants but the best of them. That's what he's saying. The breed. God's concerned about what comes to you. He wants the best for you. 
the ancient heights. That's where he wants us to rise. Not below, above, and never beneath. That's the way he wants it. To rise in the heights of the earth. The breed of Bershon and goats with the, with the choicest wheat. Everything the best. That's for his portion on the earth. And we are his inheritance. We are his portion on the earth. In, in Ephesians chapter 1, God says the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the children of God, Christians. There is a, there is a glory over your life with regards to God, the way God sees us. I don't know if we will understand that fully on this earth until we see him face to face. Because he purchased us with his own precious blood. There is nothing greater than the blood of Jesus on the earth. That's the blood of God. That's the life of God himself. The, um, Leviticus 17, 11 says, The life of the flesh is in the blood. So the life of God was in the Lord Jesus. And you don't give anything away. You won't give your money away. You won't give $10,000 away for something that you don't want. It has to be precious to you before you can let go of $10,000. Where God let his, gave his son's life just to have you. You're that precious to him. Very important to him. So he wants us to ride on the heights, those ancient heights. And when that's taken from us, usually it's either the devil coming at us or we've done something to cause that to happen and the devil fights us. But when that's taken from us, God's not happy about it. When your needs are not met, God's not happy about it, even if it's as a result of your own works. God's not happy about it. And when people start talking about what's happening to you, whether family members or those that are outside, your fellow workers or whatever, when they start talking about what's happening to God's inheritance, that gets God even madder. He gets even more mad when that's happening to you. We don't realize that. But when I read Ezekiel 36, I'm beginning to realize God's people are so precious to him, there is no way we can fully understand it. There's no way, not on this side of heaven. And so God wants that ancient height for his children. And when it's devastated, made desolate, so that God's children are not enjoying it, or the children of God are driven from that place, the Garden of Eden, that causes pain to God. Because his name is tied to your life. God will defend his honor. And his honor is tied to your honor. We said that last week. And so if you read in Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 2 and 3, look, look, read the scriptures. He says, Don't serve the Lord God because the enemy has said of you. Now God speaking to the land. I need to put this first. Just give you an idea of what I'm thinking. Because God's showing me a lot of different things. He seems like this is the way God works. He prepares the garden first. And then he brings the man into the garden. 
That's the way it works. Jesus said in John chapter 14, You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many mansions. I go and prepare a place for you. And then I will return to take you back to the place that I'm preparing for you. That's the way it works. And that's what I believe God's doing something. As he's preparing the land for us, he's going to prepare the land because he's going to take us there. Amen? Can I hear an amen? That's what God's doing. Look at what he says. He says, don't say the Lord God, because the enemy has said of you, Aha! The ancient highs have become our possession. In other words, Satan is coming to your life, into your family, into your finances, into your, your household, into your marriage, into your job. Now, that's been taken away from you, maybe because of something that you did, or maybe just satanic attack. The enemies are beginning to speak. They say, aha, the ancient height. Remember, we talk about God wanting you to ride up there. He says, I've become our possessions. Therefore, prophesy, that's you. Prophesy, prophesy and say, don't sell the Lord God because they have made you desolate. That's the ancient height. They have made you desolate and swallowed you up on every side so that you became the possessions of the rest of the nations that the enemies are taking over and you are taken up by the lips of talkers. They are talking. And slandered by the people. Slandered by the people. God says, because this is going on, now I'm not liking this anymore. I've got to change these things. I've got to change it. When people talk, God listens. When you were groaning with pain because of something that Satan has uh, done in your life, God's paying attention. And he's about to do something. I said from last week, God said, look, (laughs) my honor is tied to your honor. God would defend his honor because you are being dishonored. When you are dishonored, God being dishonored. God will fight for his honor. God said, look, I'm going to do this not because of you, but because of my name. I will do it. I'm going to protect my name. So I'm going to do this great work. And when people talk about you and when situations are bad, maybe the enemies are speaking. If you read Isaiah 54, he says they'll surely gather. He's not talking about human beings. But he says, not by me. I didn't send them. But everyone who gathers will fall for your sake. Everyone who gathers against you will fall for your sake. So they can gather, they can be saying things. But it's a good thing when they begin to say things about you. When you're going through difficult times, God's paying attention. When they don't show you favor, that's an open door for God to show you even more favor. When they are not helping, that's when God will help you more. When they turn away from you, that's when God will come to help you. You see, the Bible says they were saying things against the children of God in Ezekiel chapter, uh, chapter 36. Saying things against the people of God. And God said, I've heard it. Now I'm going to do something about this. 
It's a good thing when people speak against you. They are really doing service to you. You know, I used to think that the United States, it seems like they are coming against Christians in every way today. They don't want Christians. In fact, this morning, I, I was inquiring to go to Trader's Village on this coming Saturday just to give out tracts and invite people to church. Uh, uh, Eudora and some of us went to uh, this uh, outlet mall to invite people. So I wanted to go, we wanted to go to the uh, Trader's Village. And we called, some of our people called, and they said, no, we, don't, we won't give you a table, even if you'll pay for it. We won't let you give tracts out. Why? The Christians. The Christians. They will allow in every other thing. You can bring whatever in there to sell. They'll let you bring in. But bring the Bible. We don't want that. And I used to think, oh, wow. Now, well, God's going to really judge them when they get mad. God's going to judge the United States because they're turning away from God. I changed my mind. Because when they begin to speak against us, they're helping us. When they begin to curse us out, they're helping us. Because when they do that, God gets mad and he says, well, I'm going to show you, I will bless them so good, you get jealous. And you want to go to church. (laughs) Amen. I'll bless them so good, so they're doing you service. Don't mind them. When they are speaking evil of you, that's the time to rejoice. Because they are helping you. They are help- There's going to be a revival. They are going to say, look, and, and Isaiah told us that. They will say, let's go with you to the house of your God. Amen? We want to experience what you are experiencing. Because as they talk against us, the more God wants to work for us. He gets jealous. You know, that's why Jesus said, He said, blessed are you when a man revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Now, you are blessed. And then uh, Paul tells us in uh, Romans chapter 12, he said, bless, don't curse. Bless. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and not curse. Because when you say something back, you cancel what God's about to do for you. They are helping you. Can I hear an amen? When they say wrong things about you, they are helping to promote you because the more they put you down, the more they say evil things about you, the more they get God mad and God says, I'm going to get glory when I'm through with blessing you. They'll see it. That's what this whole chapter is all about. The land vomits people out when they do what's wrong. And that's what happened to the children of Israel. There was judgment. But then the people started to talk. Now, you have to understand the way it was in their time. And why God, because you are called by his name... God will defend you, and when things are not going right for you, He knows the unbelievers are watching, and He doesn't like it, even if you cost it. He's going to change that around, and I'm going to tell you what He's going to do. This, is a, this scripture here is so exciting, because God said, 
I'm going to do something for you. I'm going to change it. I will also change your lifestyle to make it permanent. I will come into it. He's not, he's not suggesting to you. He says, I will do it. His zeal will perform it. God says, I come with jealousy and I come with a lot of fury. I'm going to get this done. He said, I have said it. Read through the chapter. He said, I said it and I'll do it. Amen. So he says in Ezekiel chapter 36, this verse 7 through 11. God speaking says, therefore, therefore, thus said the Lord. I have raised my hand in an oath that surely the nations that are around you shall bear their own shame. In other words, you are being shamed now. I'm going to turn that around. I'm going to turn that around. But then he started speaking to the mountains. You remember the heights? They've been left desolate. He says, but you, O mountain of Israel, you shall shoot forth your branches. And yield your fruits to my people. You are going to produce. You don't have a choice. You will shoot forth your branches. Jesus said, I'm the vine and you are the branches. Every branch in me that bears fruit. So the branches bear fruit. God speaking, they have been rendered desolate. And God's people have been driven away. Now God's saying, I'm going to commend you. You're not going to be desolate. I'm going to prepare the land. And let, let me go for that. Before I get too excited, this is too good. Amen. Amen. I got to hold myself back. Okay? But it says, But you, O mountain of Israel, you shall shoot forth your branches and yield your fruit to my people, Israel. For they are about to what? Come. I'm preparing the land for them. They are coming. Amen. Can you see, can you see where God's going? I know I drove them out, but you are going to bring fruit for them. I'm commending you land you're going to produce for them. They are about to come. I see this as the Ark Fellowship. Amen? God's going to prepare the land for us. And they will come. And everyone will come in here to join us because we are already blessed. As they come in, they get blessed. Knocked over. With so much blessing, they'll never recover. Can I hear an amen? They are so blessed. They say, what's going on? I don't know what's happening. I know what's happening. God's mad. (laughs) And he wants the world to know, this is how I do for my people when I get mad. Because you've been talking against them. Amen? He said they are about to come. They are about to come. For indeed, I am for you. He's saying for you, I am... For you, not against you. I am for you. Even, notice, they did wrong. And God drove them out. The land vomited them. But now God's jealous because people were talking about them. And God says, I'm bringing them home. I'm going to get that land like the Garden of Eden. You got to believe with me, amen? Every one of us, those of you that came out here, Believe with me, God's about to do something. I felt it from the time I came back from Nigeria. I felt it. Something new is happening in our church. Something new is about to take place. Please, fasten your seatbelt. Get ready. Young and old, get ready. 
It's all by faith. We've got to believe this. God's going to do that for us. God's going to do that for us. My people are about to return. They will come back to me. Notice what it says. Indeed, I am for you. I will, I will turn you and you shall be tilled and sown. In other words, there's something fruitful coming from you. I will multiply men upon you. God speaking to the land first. <laughs> I never, there are a lot of things that I believe God's just showing me that I've just assumed in the past. When God said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked way, he says, I will hear from heaven and heal the land. I used to think, the people, no, the land first. So that his people can have the goods. The land first. For the people. Notice when Adam sinned, God drove him out, but what did God do? He cursed the earth so that it will not produce. And when we come back to God, God changes that. So God's preparing the land before bringing his people. And he's commanding everything is going to come up. Whatever you touch. That's why he says, whatever you set your hand to do will what? Prosper. Let's get ready, people. I told Pastor Roy, I said, all we need to do is to get the people so that we are in agreement. If we are in agreement, you watch what God will do for us. You'll be amazed. And that's what I want for 2016. All of us. No family left behind. Because God said to Abraham, in you shall every, all the families of the earth be blessed. That's not your family. Don't take your family out of it. Every family. And blessing is not just money. Blessing means everybody's well. There's no one sick. The marriage is healthy. The children are doing well. And if Satan comes in to cause some trouble in the home, God gets jealous. And when he's through, Satan will think, I shouldn't have started that in the first place. Because that's what the scripture is telling us. God said, I'm going to prepare. I'm going to prepare the land. It says here, O mountain of Israel, that's the ancient heights that God had commanded to produce everything that's good for his people. But now it's standing desolate and God says, no, I am for you. Because my people are coming back. I will rebuild. The cities shall be inhabited and the ruins rebuilt. I will multiply upon you men and beasts and they shall increase and bear young. I will make you, make you inhabited as in former times and will do better for you than at your beginning. Can I hear an amen? amen? God says, even though things have been bad, when I'm through with what I'm thinking now, you'll be so happy you'll forget about the beginning that was good. It used to be good, but now this is different. And that's the way God is. Job's ladder end before he suffered, right? Was much better than his beginning. Amen? So no matter what's going on in your life, 
God has something good in his heart for you. For the Ark Fellowship, if you are a part of our church, this is for you. I've been praying this since I came back from Nigeria in November. It's just been daily for me. Because I, the thing is, I want to sit back and watch God do his thing. And he will. Because I believe his word. I went to this scripture just, just to get just a few scriptures for myself. And then all of a sudden, God started opening my eyes to a lot in this scripture for 2016 for our church members. Every one of you. Every single one of you. It's going to be a year of blessing. It's going to be a time of multiplication for our church members. God plants his garden first. We're coming back to that before he brings his people in. And you can see that through the scriptures all the way. God, that's the way God is. He has to prepare us. Don't have too much time. But notice something, and I'm going to go back into this next week, and that's for every one of us. God knew the reason why the land became desolate and the people were thrown out. And if you read in the same chapter, why God was preparing the land, he also was preparing the people. That's the way he does his thing. He did that in the very first marriage, remember that? He first got Adam to realize that he needed a wife. By bringing those animals, two by two, male and female, male and female, one, two, one, two, one, two. And Adam was naming them. And finally, Adam says, Adam, and there's nothing else. <laughs> so Adam knew something wasn't right because he said before that, and God said it wasn't good for the man to be alone. But God had to make, Adam, there wasn't, he didn't realize that then. God had to make Adam realize you're alone. You need a wife. And then he prepared the woman, right? For, prepared Adam, and then prepared the woman. And then what did he do? He brought them together. That's the same way he does his thing. His, his, Jesus is right now in heaven, preparing us for heaven. While he's building the mansions, right here he's preparing us for where we're going to live, right? Both are going on at the same time. And you see that in Ezekiel also. From verse 36, God says, Then I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and you will, not may, you will be clean. Will be clean. In other words, I'm not going to allow what happened before to happen again. The land's not going to vomit you anymore because I'm going to take care of that. I will sprinkle clean water upon you. You got no choice. You will be clean. I'm going to take that stony heart from your flesh. We're going to come in that, to that next week. I got it close. Time is gone. Amen. I shouldn't say amen for time is gone because I really want to continue. <laughs> but this is exciting. And there's more. 
that God's promised the Ark Fellowship. I see it. And we're going to be talking about this next week. There's so much more in this. I see that for our church. I see that for your family. I'm praying for your family. I'm praying for every family that's a part of us. Every boy, every girl, every, everybody in this church. And I believe that God will answer. So get ready for a great year. When this year is over, we bring in 2017. I won't have to call you up to dance. You will be up here by yourself dancing. <laughs> Amen. You will be up here by yourself dancing. Amen. All heads bow. You're here this morning, all eyes closed. You're here this morning. I want to let you know this. Just like that scripture said, I am for you. That's God saying, I'm on your side. No matter what's going on, I am for you. God is for you. Why don't you also say to God, I am for you. That's all God is asking. You see, God will not invade your privacy. That's your life. Jesus said, I stand at the door and I knock. Anyone who hears my voice and opens, I'll come in. Jesus wants to come into your life today. All you have to do is say yes to him. At the count of three, you can make up your mind by just lifting your hand up and saying, yes, today I want to commit my life totally to Christ so that he can begin to prepare my land, this promised land, the land that's flowing with milk and honey. Maybe you've already accepted Christ in the past, but you haven't really been living close to him, but you want to be closer to God. And that's your heart today. I want to be nearer to God. There's a song that says, Nearer my God today, nearer today. You want to be close to God. You can also raise your hand at the count of three. One, two, three. Put your hand up. Thank you. I see those hands. Thank you. Thank you. We all want to be close to God. We will all want to serve Him. He is a good God. Pray with me, everybody here. Especially those that lifted up their hands. Say with me, Lord God, I commit my life totally to you. Lord Jesus, cleanse me with your blood and draw me closer to the Father. Lord God, I declare today that you are my God and that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, risen from the dead and my Savior. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.